Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Gamers. Today, my guest is... Cursed Mark 1. Hey there, Cursed. What's up? Not much. Alright, alright. So, what games are you currently playing? Jedi Fallen Order. I'm about to start playing... Ghostbusters, the game remastered, playing um, Pokemon Shields, and I'm usually playing Super Animal Royale on a regular basis. Alright, cool, cool. I I am currently playing uh, uh, Unmothered, or Remothered, I apologize, uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. And uh, Pokemon Sword, as I like to call it, Sword. <laughs> um, yeah, the Remothered is a weird game. As I, uh, if you didn't know, it's you get chased around by this old guy that's trying to prevent you from finding out secrets that he's hiding in this mansion. Uh, the uh, you already know about Luigi's Mansion. I'm sure everyone knows about that. Uh, yeah. Um, and. Uh, Pokemon Sword is basically you catch Pokemon and then afterwards they become your slave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I feel bad for those Pokemon sometimes. Yeah. But hey, you know, it's just a game. Um, yeah. But the thing, I, when I do play games, uh, Pokemon in general is... I I stay I like to look at everything in the area so I don't get that far. I think I'm like in the first gym. Yeah, so Yeah, you're you're further than me. I'm still at the 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 um the, the where where the train stops, the park or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a solid game, you know, like Pokémon. Who doesn't love Pokémon? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the video of the woman who does the Pikachu voice. But when I first saw that video, I was just like, my mind was blown. Because I, I was just like, wow, she does that voice so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen people do a good voice before. Um, when, I, um, when I first went to a New York City Comic Con, they had um, uh, a Bob's Burger panel. And uh, I wanted to get into it because they were doing a live reading of the show. Like, and, and, and I heard it was like really funny. But I, again, I couldn't get in because it's New York City uh, Comic Con. Yeah, of course, of course. And I was so pissed off that I couldn't get in there. You know, but they, they only had like a certain amount of seating. And again, it's New York City Comic Con. Um, but, right. you know, uh, so... Um, if you had to choose uh, a favorite game, like if you have one, what would that be? Favorite game? I mean. Or genre. Like. Or genre. Well. Yeah. I mean, I, I like story driven games, and usually, I, I, most of the time, I play ones on my own. I really like the, the the Lego games, like Lego Star Wars and Lego Jurassic World and stuff. That's neat. That's neat. The um, 
My niece, she also likes the Lego games. She plays a lot of the Lego Star Wars one. It's uh, pretty amusing to her. She um, also plays Roadblox. I, you know, I don't know if you play that, but she does. No, but I, I, I've seen videos on it stuff. It's, yeah. To me, it's just like it's an online thing, and it looks like it has some, some pay-to-play stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, okay. The um, If you could, like, uh, say what your favorite line in a video game is, like maybe a quote or possibly a scene. Like, uh, for example, one of my favorite quotes from a video game is, it was not by my hand I was given flesh. That was in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uttered by Dracula towards, I think, Trevor Belmont. And he's like, you steal men's souls and make them your slave. And he goes, what is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. Do you have one of those or no? I mean, I can't really think of an actual line offhand, but I do love the, the, like, I don't know if you want to call it witty banter or whatever. Yes, witty banter. The lines between Batman and Catwoman and... The, the the Telltale Batman game, the I think it's the second season, The Enemy Within. Oh, okay, okay. But, but um, they they have a lot of great back and forth between Catwoman's character and Batman's character. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And, and um, the like you you probably know them. Um, the the. But the Batman game ha- has some, some great voice actors for the um, Batman and Catwoman, yeah, which it, you should know. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I've heard of them, you know, but I don't know them offhand. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. What was that? But, but yeah. Okay. Um. So, if you uh had the chance to make a game doesn't matter if it's a video game what what it be I, I would say um a, a a visual novel or something along those lines kind of like e- either um Monster Prom or um, Into the Woods. Into the Woods is a great game. I like the uh, the cuteness of it. You know, it, it's just like, you know, they look so fluffy, but they're committing crimes. <laughs> uh, especially that part but, uh, with the burner. Uh, Hilarious. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but j- just to go back for one second. Um, sure, sure. For 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 the the Batman game, we, we have um, Troy Baker for Batman, hmm. Laura Bailey for Catwoman, and Travis Willingham for Two Face. Not bad, not bad. 
Who do you think uh, voiced a better Batman? Mark Hamill? Uh, Troy Baker? Or um, the guy who did uh, Lego Batman? I can't remember his name. But who do you think is better? I, I don't know who did Lego Batman, but... Um... He's a well-known guy. I apologize if I can't remember him offhand. But he let's let's take a look. And find I mean, out. Troy did a good job, but like, I I always say voicing wise. Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett did the voice of Lego Batman. I I I don't even remember hearing Lego Batman offhand. I mean, it was done good, but like, my my favorite Batman voice anyway, which is. Technically, a lot of people consider the um, best is the, the, what's his name, that did Batman in the animated series. Yes, Mark Hamill did not do Batman. That was Joker, my bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, He did Joker, not Batman, because if you ask him, he'll do a Joker voice for you. Really? That's nice of him. Yeah, like, he, he, he had an interview once... And I don't know if you know the um, comic, The Killing Joke. I did, yes. Yeah, a well-known comic, yeah. Yes, yeah, a well-known Batman comic. He actually read from that as Joker one time, read Joker's lines. It's Kevin Conroy who did the voice of Batman in the yeah, animated Kevin series. Kevin Conroy is the, like, the best voice-wise. But, um... Troy did a really good job in, in, in the Telltale Batman. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone put in a, a spirited effort, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, no one's really losing that battle because everyone's yeah. entertaining. <laughs> so. the, the, the guy that did the um, Lego Batman, I thought he did a really... He, he kept that really deep voice about it and ch- tried... Like, just regularly kept a deep voice like he was Batman the whole time. Very true. The Troy Baker also did the voice of the father in The Last of Us. That's true. Yeah, yeah. As, as, and uh, he also was Nathan Drake's brother in Uncharted 4, I believe. Which... I don't know. I... I... I didn't really play I Uncharted. I just I think that's the case. I played Uncharted briefly. I just never finished it. Like maybe two hours I into the first one. Four, I don't remember. But I, I I've heard that uh, again. You you know you could, anyone listening could just look it up. But I'm pretty sure he did yeah. it. <laughs> but well, like another real quick thing about the um Batman Telltale game. Yes. Involving Batman himself is almost every time you have an option to choose something to say, one of those options is a dad joke. <laughs> of course, because Batman's secretly a dad joke lover. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember any other dad jokes offhand or no? remember actually any dad jokes but i remember something about when not two-face um 
but but his alter ego. I I, I don't know why I'm blanking on. Oh, Harvey Dent. I I don't know why I blanked on that. I remember there was Harvey Dent was throwing a party early on in the game before he became Two Face at Wayne Manor to be precise, and. Basically, Bruce Wayne shows up late, and you have an option to to say something to to Harvey as he's giving a speech, or just like drink some wine, and it's it, it's kind of funny. It's it's like you shout out to him, or you just stay quiet and sip some wine, or something like that. That's funny. I googled Batman jokes, and I got these jokes off of LaughGaff.com. And it's what did bat what what did Batman do when he went shopping? I don't know. Got ham. <laughs> and then the other one is what does Batman put in his drinks? What does he put in his drinks? Just ice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm um, not going to read them all to you, but that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, th- those are hilarious. <laughs> I, I I know there there's one photo joke online. I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of the manga Nana or whatever. I, I've never heard of the manga Nana. No. It, it's I don't know what it's about, but there's a um, a photo and like. There's four so books of Nana next to a Batman comic, so it's basically Nana and Batman. (laughs) Yes, and it's it's like a picture taken in a library. I got you. I got you. There was one joke that I heard a long time ago. It's a science joke, and it was, um, um, what uh, what do you call? Six sodium atoms followed by Batman. I can't remember my... my well, sodium is N-A. So you've got na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Batman. <laughs> Again, that was the science joke. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, if you could choose to uh, work in the field of video games or work in the film industry, you know, separate from video games, what would you choose? I mean, if, if I had to choose one, I, I'd probably choose film. Okay. Because well. it, it's been a passion of mine since I was a kid. Like, I was raised... I've sat in front of the TV my whole life. I love stories also. Even though I hardly read, I love visual stories, even through games and stuff. But I'll sit in front of the TV all day and watch a good story. Of course, of and, course. Like, st- story is my most important thing to me. I'm like, if you don't have a good story, then the thing's not going to be good my, like my top thing is story, 
story, story, story, then character development. And my, those are my top two things. It's like, you, you can have, like, I know these things are important, but I feel that, like, if those two things are good, then you can have bad acting and bad, like, stage production, or, like, low budget or whatever. And you're still going to be entertained because you have a good story and you're developing your characters. Agreed. You're, you're being entertained. One of my uh, favorite movies is Army of Darkness. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Now, that movie is synonymous, like, you know, synonymous for, for bad acting and corniness and blah, blah, blah. But it's such a great movie, like, the way that it is, though, you know? It just it just grabs you in all the feels, you know, because you, you've got yeah. you've got comedy, you've got sadness, you know, you've got you've got like concern. It's just like because the guy, you know, uh, my understanding, if I remember correctly, that was like one of Bruce Campbell's first movies. So, you know, I'm oh. sure I'm sure he's a way better actor now than he was back then, you know, and everyone else that was in it. So, if I remember correctly, um, Army in Darkness was like this second or, or third movie. Army Darkness is the third of the Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah, of the Evil Dead trilogy. Yes, I couldn't remember if it was if there was an Evil Dead two or not. Yeah, there was Evil Dead, Evil Dead two, and then Army of Darkness, and then later on. There was the the re the reimagining of Evil Dead, and then there was Ash versus the Evil Dead, and so on and so forth. You know, other projects yeah, because they have the Ash versus Evil Dead TV series also. Yep, yep, as well as the comic book Army of Darkness. But I'm not going to bore you with all that details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but Army of Darkness is a good movie. It is a good movie. Um. It's interesting how, like, a movie can do terrible in the box office, but then sometime later we'll get a cult following. You know, like like Army of Darkness or Office Space or any, you know, anything along those lines. Uh, yes, a- anything, because the, there's, there's all kinds of cheesy horror movies that, that always get cult followings. Like, there's... There's Sharknado. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. There's yep. the Sharknado. Yes, exactly. Have, have you ever heard of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I have, yes. I have heard of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I used to watch the cartoon as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 it's interesting. The um, I can't say that I remember... The first movie that I've ever seen, maybe it was Clash of the Titans with Harry Hamlin, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Could you remember the first movie you ever saw? Oh, there's been so many things I've seen. <laughs> like, maybe Star Wars or something. Like, my earliest stuff has... I've been Star Wars and Star Trek. Gotcha, gotcha. When I uh, when I was younger, my brother um, he saw Star Wars, 
And he loved Star Wars. And so me being the younger brother, I'm going to copy my older brother. And so he liked uh, that blue elephant dude. Can't remember his name. But uh, let's see here. Blue elephant dude Star Wars. Let's see what comes up. Uh, it doesn't say his name. Well, that's weird. Come on. Hold on a moment. While we figure this out, people, don't be too, don't be too, uh, don't be too late here. There we go. Elephant. Dude. There we go. Uh, Max Rebo. That's his name. The blue elephant from Star Wars. My brother liked Max Rebo because of, like, I guess he was playing an instrument or whatever. But uh, I like the Gamorrean Guard. I just thought it was cool. Like, uh, and I was always sad when the Rancar would eat the Gamorrean guard. If you remember that scene. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, the Rancar. Yes. Like, uh, so I always find it interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm not as into Star Wars as my brother, but I definitely, you know, have seen, have seen them, you know. The, um, yeah, I, I mean, I... I, I'm a big fan, but I I switch between between stuff all the time. Like, I don't I don't have a huge knowledge knowledge base of it. a lot of things. I just pick up things here and there, and I swap between things because like I'm huge Batman fan, Star Wars, all all kinds of stuff. And it's just I'm spread so thin. I know pieces and stuff like that of everything. But I don't know major a lot of like major stuff. Like I'm not in depth with everything, so, so it's like don't, don't don't try to beat me up, somebody, because I don't know something. Yes. Like I don't dive deep into one thing all my life. I, I'm spread thin between a lot of things, and I might try to dive deep, but I might not get everything right. Yeah, that's true. The the. Um, when I was younger, right, I had never gone to a convention, ever. And then my friend, when we got older, he was like, hey, do you want to go to New York City Comic Con? And I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. You know, I don't, and um, I, we were going there because there was some people that we we were interested in. Like I told you about the Bob's Burner, Burger panel and whatnot. And um, yeah. so when we first got there, um, I was dressed as an umbrella scientist from Resident Evil, um, and my friend was dressed as uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> and uh, um, I was told because I ne- I never cosplayed before, you know, unless you count Halloween. But that was mostly my sister dressing me up. I never really did it. Um, but uh, yeah, so they said keep it simple. That's why I went with umbrella scientist. Um, and so yeah, I'm walking around, and we're chatting, and then someone was talking about David Tennant. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know of David Tennant. He's in the Jessica Jones show. And then he, oh, yeah. and they were like, well, he's got, he's got more credits than that. And I was like, well, I'm sure he does. And they're like, have you ever seen Doctor Who? And I was like, no, I've never seen Doctor Who. And, like, the whole group of people that I was chatting with automatically started getting angry at me because I did not see Doctor Who. 
They were like, how could you not have seen Doctor Who? It's been on TV for 50 or so years. What's wrong with you? And I just felt like really bad, you know. <laughs> and I was like, you yelling at me does not make me want to watch Doctor Who. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and uh, but um, on the positive spin of things, though, after, you know, um, I was feeling bad, I ran into the uh, the Green Power Ranger. Um, what's his name? Yeah. Jason David Frank. And yeah. I said he to him. Tommy. Yes, he plays Tommy, yes. He played different colors as well, but I mostly know him as the Green Ranger. Um, right. He, I went over to him and I was like, hey, I don't have any money for an autograph, but I just want to shake your hand. And he was like, oh, it's cool. And he gave me an autograph. And he wow. sat and talked with me for like, I want to say like three to five minutes. And I just thought that was so nice, you know? And then... Shortly after that, I met this well-known cosplayer called Yaya Han. And I told her, I was talking to her, and she gave me a hug. And I was like, wow, this, this day's turned around. <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, it's kind of a mixed mix thing with, with uh, interactions with entertainment. Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's negative. Yeah, it, it all depends. It, I mean, he, he, he can be a nice guy, and he's really nice to his fans, but when it comes to the, the, the Power Rangers franchise, which he's very invested in, but he, he, he can be a not-so-great guy. Like, he's nice to his... Yes, he's nice to his fans, but he, he was in one small scene in the most recent movie, and... He was kind of a, a jerk about it. He was, it, and it also seems like he bullied them kind of into putting him in, telling his fans on Twitter or whatever to get him into the movie. Oh, okay. So you're saying he used social media to get his way in there? Yeah. Okay. But but he 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 let. Like he was nice to you, he's nice to most people. It's just when it comes to the franchise, see, he's he has an ego about it. It's kind of the thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know the man in general, but you know, yeah, it, it, you know, people are people. <laughs> yeah, the um, going back to the the thing briefly, I may have said it on my podcast before, but I don't know if I had told you, but uh. I had a phobia of Legend of Zelda, which is pretty funny if you think about it. But uh, just recently got over said phobia because uh, I was playing, what was it, uh, the most recent one, the Windmaster, what is it called? Uh, Breath of the Wild. There you yeah, go, Zelda Breath, Breath of, the of the Wild, yeah. And because um, initially w- what I would do is I would, try not to play the game or anything like that because the theme song alone just made me very nervous and worried. And uh, it turns out it was uh, tied to something that happened to me when I was a child. And uh, so the, um, um, you know, uh, it, it was something to do with my neighbor. My uh, When I was a younger child, I was playing, I think it was 
Four Swords or whatever, for, you know, one of the Zelda games. And uh, the, uh, the, the neighbor, she was uh, screaming really loud and there was a lot of thumping, you know. And so I was like, oh, you know, something's got to be going on over there, you know, because it doesn't sound good. And uh, so I, I went over there and knocked on the door and it turned out that her boyfriend was slapping her around and like beating the crap out of her, you know? And, and, and I was like, oh, are you going to call the police? Long story short, because I don't want to bore you, it is, um, uh, you know, I, I totally blocked that out of my mind. But then, you know, talking to my doctor or what have you, that it, it kind of reminded me of it. And so I saw this video on YouTube not too long ago about a person that was afraid of Chucky, you know, the doll Chucky. And uh, they're yeah. saying that it was like, there's a certain term for it, like when you're afraid of inanimate objects, you know. And uh, uh, ha- Have you ever seen the, the monkey, the, the, the monkey that plays the, the um, what do you call that instrument? The, I don't know. You bit. You bang together the the um, symbols. Yeah, I think the big circle pieces of metal. Yeah, what about it? Just that there's a doll of a monkey that does that, and it, it looks super creepy. the The term is automatophobia. Automatophobia. <laughs> automatophobia. Automatomophobia. I don't know. That's that's what it is. Or atomophobia. I don't know. Whatever, which way you pronounce it. That's the fear of inanimate objects. <laughs> and uh, point being is that, uh, you know, back to my story. Uh, my mother, she uh, passed when I was younger. And her name was Philippa. And which meant love of horses. And so uh, my mom did actually love horses. And when I was younger, I used to go riding with her. And then, so as I told you before, I'm playing the game. And uh, the reason why I was inspired to play the game is because this lady was trying to overcome her fear of autotomophobia, or whatever you want to say it. And so I said, you know, I'm going to try and overcome a phobia as well. And so I'm playing this game, and I'm getting very worried. And then I get to the part where Link gets to ride on horses. You know, I don't know if you've played this. and No, but I, I know about riding the horses and stuff. And so, like, when I, when I found the horse, I, I just was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Because the horse reminded me of my mother. You know, so because of that good memory of my mother, it kind of wiped out the bad memory of Zelda. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Hopefully, you you aren't really bothered by that story. I wasn't trying to be a bummer or anything. I just thought no. it was interesting to share. But uh, if you were um, to make a theme song for a game, what what do you think it would be? Would it be like jazzy? Would it be like funky? Would it be rock? Would it be, you know, something along those lines? Or not anything at all? <laughs> I don't know if I could put together a song. I mean, 
I've tried before, and I, I'm one of those people that, that I really like to think in the shower, and I sometimes I've come up with songs in the shower, it's just they never stick with me, though. <laughs> it happens. <sighs> but I, 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 two of my favorite genres are rock and jazz. I really like the jazz and, and blues, and that's one of the reasons why I like the Blues Brothers movies. Yeah, that's a good movie. Those are definitely good movies. Yeah. Um, and when I was in the college, I had to do, uh, I was taking a script writing class, and one of the requirements was that you had to do a paper on Dan Aykroyd and Jerry Seinfeld. As well as write two other scripts, but that's not the point. The scripts, um, the the thing about Dan Aykroyd was like um, how he uh, came up with the idea with John Belushi, and um, how like John Belushi was like so invested in it with him, you know that uh, he would like uh, walk off the set, you know that I think it was in Universal Studios in California. And he would just yeah. go over to people's houses and, like, knock on their door, and, and, you know? <laughs> and he'd be like, hey, I'm a blues brother, blah, 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 you know? Who knows if he was, you know, under the influence at the time? Probably not if he was filming, but what do I know? Um, and I just, oh, no. I, just thought, I just thought it was interesting, like, that he, he didn't think to, like, take off his clothing or anything. He just was like, yeah, I'm just going to walk out like this. <laughs> But I just thought it was amusing in general, like uh, how like uh, a man that was that talented could also be so careless. <laughs> but well, I mean, I don't know the, the man. The, really. He he was such good friends with Dan Aykroyd. D- Dan Aykroyd was really upset because he was originally planned. To um, be in Ghostbusters with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Be- because Dan Aykroyd was one of the main people writing the scripts for Ghostbusters. Yes, that's true. I, I was told through my research that one of the main reasons why they came up with Ghostbusters was because of Dan Aykroyd's, I think it was grandfather. His grandfather was highly educated and he was into um things of i don't know if it was his his i thought it was his father it might be his grandfather i I, if i remember correctly it was his grandfather but either one it was interesting that um he came he came to that conclusion of like capturing ghosts and you know there being a lot of science behind it you know and you know i'm sure i'm sure that they all together you know harold ramus and and all of them came together as one and formed it more. Well, than it, it was just him, but yeah, him and Ramus and the um, uh, what's his name that directed the film. It was mostly the three of them. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's interesting, though. Yeah, which Aykroyd was most started it off, and, and Ramus brought in the um. 
scientific aspect of it behind it and and the historical aspect of it. He, he knew a lot of science and history, and he tied that all to it. While, while it, it ran in Aykroyd's family, so he had a lot of knowledge of it. it his grandfather, or maybe his father, actually wrote a book on ghosts. Nathan. He talks about how his family used to see ghosts and stuff too. That's pretty neat. Uh, the um, if you were uh, allowed to live in a video game world, what video game world would you want to live in? A video game world. That's interesting. <laughs> Because I, I don't really know. There, there's a lot of video games. I mean... You know, for some reason, I want to say that I would want to live in Mario World or the Mushroom Kingdom. Just because it seems like it's a nice place. That, <laughs> that's just me. You know, it's got a lot of sprawling I mean, hills. It, you know, If I was to combine my two loves... Because I, I, I do love a bunch of video games, but if I were to combine my two loves, and that's video games and, and movies, I would probably say the the Ghostbusters video game, because it's about a um, playing with the original cast, but you're playing a recruited newbie helping them. I got you. I got you. Did you ever play the um the Ghostbusters VR one? No. They um they had one and it, it was I don't know if it was just like uh a, a a situational kind of thing because um it was at um I think it was Madame Tussauds Wax Museum or somewhere like like that where they had um where you could play Ghostbusters in virtual reality. And it was, it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't get to play it, but I, I, I had a friend say that he played it and he said that he, he said it was like one of the best experiences he had. And he, he used to dress up like a Ghostbuster for Halloween. So yeah, it was pretty neat. The, uh, do you like VR games or not really? I, I'd like to get into VR games, but I don't have a setup for it. Yeah, I also don't have a setup for video game VR games, but I also am very sensitive to that stuff because I get very disoriented easily in VR. You know, yeah. because you know it's uh, like I remember I was playing uh, uh, the Raving Rabbids VR game, and oh, you had yeah. you had to walk this platform like this there's rocket ship platform, and. Like it was so realistic, or uh, or at least it felt like it was realistic, and I always felt like I was going to fall off the platform. But meanwhile, the platform isn't there. You know, you're standing on solid ground. But it, I always felt like I was going to fall off, so I always felt like I was very dizzy. You know, so <laughs> it was. And there, then, it, there is a game. I, I I'm not sure if it's a VR game or not. I believe it is though. Yeah. It's, it's about standing on a plank, plank or whatever on a skyscraper and looking down and stuff. 
Oh yeah, that I'm I'm gonna jump at playing that game. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this game? And it's like it has multiple different buildings and stuff. You can stand at the edge out, like top of a building or out of a window on on the ledge or yeah. something. Like, what is this? There's also my my friend has um, the uh, the uh, the roller coaster game too. It's uh, it's um. Can't remember the name of it. Rami Malek plays the main character in this game, uh, Until Dawn. I think that's the name of the game. Oh yeah, it's a three D version. It's like Until Dawn's like uh, roller coaster thumping. I don't know, but it was it was very it was creepy, but it was fun at the same time because you're riding on this roller coaster, but you have to shoot these things. It was you know it was crazy. Uh, I I don't know if it's only for PlayStation Four VR, but it was like uh, pretty, pretty crazy. And I can't get around. I can't wait to get around to playing the. Um, yeah, Rush of Blood. That's what it was called. Game. Sorry. Uh, it's and, fine. But, yeah. But, yeah, they, they remastered the, the Ghostbusters game. It's an older game, and it's basically the successor to the movies. It's considered. Um, the third Ghostbusters, and it's a accumulation of stuff they wanted for a third movie that never got made, but it's better put together than, than what the original movie they, they started out with. Just like the, the first movie is better than what they started out with to bring in before they brought in Ramus and the director to help Ackroyd with the scripts. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. But it, 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 it's, it's turned out good, and it's considered the, the um, real successor to the, the second movie involving Gozer and everything, and they just remastered it for the, the Switch, which actually, right now, I'm not sure how long it's lasting. If you go to GameStop, it's $10 off. Oh, that's neat. Which, it's not very expensive either. It's $30, but if you go to the GameStop right now, it's $20. Well, if you like Ghostbusters, go ahead and get it then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just curious, like, uh, if you were to uh, make a, a new Ghostbusters movie, you were, you were the guy who was seeing casting of it. Who would you cast as the four Ghostbusters? You know, if you don't know names, that's fine. You can do references, too. Well, they already released a trailer for the fourth one, and I I do like their choices, but but I I thought they cast, um, what's his name, that that played Ant-Man in the Marvel movies. Paul Rudd? Yeah. They cast him. And he's playing a teacher that knows all about the Ghostbusters because this takes place thirty years after. Yeah, I I definitely saw that trailer. Yes, I remember because it was and, in one of the movies like, I saw. Which I'm still going to see it either way, and I'm happy for. Like I'm liking his character. I just thought they were going to cast him as an like a new Ghostbuster. Yeah, he'd definitely be silly. I like Paul Rudd. I think he's a very good actor, so 
you know, you know, I've never seen a movie that he was in that I was disappointed in, but you know, yeah. I haven't seen every single one of his movies. <laughs> well, he was in both the Ant Man movies, which they were they were pretty good. Yes, they were pretty good. Um, so here's the time in the podcast where if you want to share your social media, by all means, this is your time to do so. Um, you can find me at, on Twitter, at CursedMark1, that's all spelled out, the words CursedMark1, and I'm on Twitch, I sometimes stream, I haven't lately though, I want to get back to it, is the same thing, but instead of, like, spelling out CursedMark1, it's CursedMark and the number one. Okay, okay. And I have a, a film that, that, a short film that I worked on that, well, that I filmed with some friends, and I still have to edit, though, and I want to release that soon. I just, you, you know how it is. The editing is a hefty part of it. Yes, it's the meat and potatoes, as they would say. Yes. So so that, that'll interesting if people want to see it's uh about these two people that they go on a camping trip and one of the guys he secretly likes the other person but the other person doesn't know and every time the other person walks off screen these figments of the first person's imagination appear and they're basically aspects of his personality like anger and stuff and they're all talking to him about the other person and just hanging out and stuff well that's pretty cool but but they disappear when the other person comes back too Uh, so it's kind of like Tyler Durden you know in uh, Fight Club he's one one moment he's this guy and the next he's this guy yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, so I guess if people want to figure out more about that, they can check out your social media when it is available to be seen. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to thank you for being on my podcast. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. And until next time, a GG.